Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. On either side of your seat, there will be a safety belt if you could strap yourself in because we're going for a ride. Because halfway through the sermon, I'm going to get off the chain and I'm going to, well, whatever that means. I want to challenge you uh, the same way that he challenged me 50 years ago. Now, I'm not living in the past. Don't be worried about this like he's living back there. He's living here. He's here now. But things happened that are still happening, and I pray they would happen in your heart today. Because we're not here just listening to good words from an old bloke. We're here listening to the Word of God that's able to save our souls and to change the trajectory that our life is heading on. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we humble ourselves before you that you, Father God, would send your son Jesus to live amongst us and to deliver to us the word of the Lord clearly and live it out so that by your example, we too can live the ways that please Father God. Touch our hearts today. Lord, we bend our ear not just to hear but to obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm reading and it should be up behind you from John chapter 12 verse 23 to 26, and it's one of my favourite pieces of scripture. Uh, and I think this is probably in the new, uh, the Passion Translation. Jesus replied to them, Now is the time for the Son of Man to be glorified. Let me make this clear. A single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat unless it drops into the ground and dies. Because then it sprouts and produces a great harvest of wheat, all because one grain died. The person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. But the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. If you want to be my disciples, follow me and you will go where I am going. And if you truly follow me as my disciple, the Father will shower favour upon you. What a great passage. Somebody said that, you know, some passages preach themselves. That could be it. It's like, okay, amen, God bless you, have a good week. I mean, that is fantastic. Let me remind you of at least three of the many points in this passage. Number one, Jesus is telling his disciples that he must lay down his life for his ministry and for his impact to be multiplied. He was foreshadowing his death. He was, he was getting them used to the idea as, hey, I'm with you, I know you're enjoying that, we're having 
fun, we're doing things, I'm showing you the Father's heart, but there will come a time soon that I will have to lay my life down, and if I don't lay it down, nothing else can happen. If I don't lay it down, the impact of my ministry will not be multiplied. And that's a message that he was trying slowly to get through to them. And then he flips it and he says, hey, guys, you are my disciples and you have to do the same. Awkward moment. Then, awkward moment now. We have to lay our lives down. By the way, there is this false understanding that when people read the Bible, that there were disciples of Jesus and others. Since I became a believer over 50 years ago, I've never believed that I'm part of the others. I've always believed that I'm a disciple. For example, there are not disciples and churchgoers. The whole notion of a churchgoer is anathema to the concept of what Jesus came for. He didn't come to make us churchgoers. He didn't even come to make you a nice person, but I'm glad that you are, beats the alternative. But that was never his original intention. His intention was for disciples called followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Followers. By the way, the other group, whatever they are, whoever you want to dis- you know, hang a- hanger honours, you know, the ones that follow behind, the churchgoers, the attenders, the nice people, they don't get the blessings. You know, if you want the promises of the Lord, you line up with what he wants you to be. Because didn't you hear him say there, he says, those that follow me, the Father will shower blessings upon you. Excuse me, can I have the blessings without being a disciple? No. What don't you understand about? No. The blessings come from those that follow him. At least that's how I read it 50 years ago and how it's unpacked itself. Oh, oh, by the way, I will come to the bit about when he challenged me. And he rocked my little world as he has rocked yours or as he will rock your world today because he's in the world rocking business. He changed the world upside down or the right way up. And so he says he must lay down his life. Then he says to his disciples that we too must lay down our lives. In this world, now, if we want to follow him. And if we do that, we if we do that, we will be. If we do that, we will be true disciples, and he will shower his blessing upon us. So this is hearing the voice of God, uh, round six. And in round one, Pastor Andrew started the message off with a quote from the book of Samuel talking about Samuel as a small boy, uh, as he was laying in the temple at night and the Lord spoke to him and he thought it was Eli and he went to Eli and said, what do you want? And Eli eventually trigged to the fact that 
God was speaking to the boy. And by the way, God still speaks to boys and girls. I'll come back to that in a minute. Young people and older people, God's still speaking. And Samuel responded with these words, Speak, your servant is listening. In the New Testament, in John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice. Interestingly, in Hebrew, so we're reading in Greek in the New Testament, but in Hebrew, the word for hear is literally the word for obey. And you haven't heard until you've obeyed. And you want to hear, but you can't hear unless you listen. Now, I'm not telling anything new to parents. <laughs> As you've had that conversation with your children, are you listening to me? Yeah, 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 off they go. And they haven't taken, haven't taken any. What are you laughing for? Mercy is like, you get this too, don't you? It's like, that's the awkward conversation across the room with mother and daughter happening here now. It's like... As she hides herself, she brings the mask right up over her eyes. But it's true. If you don't do it, you haven't listened. Are you listening to me? And Jesus said, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I want to make one major point this morning. The hearing of the voice of God is primarily for servants and disciples so that we can follow him. Let me say it again. The primary reason why God speaks and we listen is so that we can follow him as disciples or servants. Are you serious, Pastor John? I thought this was all about a get-rich-quick scheme. No, it's not. And in one sense... I'm going to break your heart right now. I don't want to offend you, but I'm just going to break your heart. It's not about you. And it's not about me. Let me, sorry, I should have done that the other way around. It's not about me. It's not what's in this for me. It's what's in this for him. That's why we're here on a Sunday morning. You know, it's 27 degrees out there and it is one of the best days you'll ever have in Brisbane. But why on earth are you sitting here? Because it's why in heaven are you sitting here? Because you've got a heart for God and you want to be a disciple and you want to please him. And if you want to be his disciple, he will speak to you and you will hear him clearly and you will obey him and he will shower his favour upon you. Because in one sense, it is about you. And, and you, let me just do a disclaimer in case my son, the pastor, hears this a disclaimer. Dad, how did you go? Really good. I beat up on them and they left happy. You know, it's like, how did you do that? Because I said that if you become his disciple and listen to him and obey him, he will shower his favour upon you. It may not be the sort of shower that you're expecting. There may be some persecution in there as well. And it may be some people don't like you because you are a believer, particularly if you are a disciple and you stand up and you say, I'd rather not do that because I don't want to embarrass him, meaning the Lord. And they go, what? And they don't like you anymore. And they 
oppose you or whatever, but he will shower favor upon you. And the best favor for you to get is not the favor from them, although they may be lovely and we want them to be blessed, whoever they are, but we want the favor that comes from him. And it comes in different forms. And when you've got it, it just may be his presence in the middle of a storm. Hey, that'd be a prophecy I'll give to you at the end of the meeting if I get through this. And I'm only on page one anyway. I want to give a testimony about my career. Uh, some of you know that I was an abject failure at, at school. I failed English, basic level English at school. And I almost failed every other subject as well. I skimmed through by about 5 or 10% every subject and I failed English completely. Went off and got a job at a supermarket. Went back to school, met Catherine. She encouraged me to put the Lord first in my life. I put the Lord first in my life. I graduated from high school and I went off and did agriculture. I went and did agriculture because I thought people were overrated and sometimes I still think that's the case. Not you, but other people outside this room. And so I did that and uh, I... uh, I, I took Sundays off and I was in church on Sunday. I didn't study on Sunday. And uh, as I continued to put the Lord first in my life, the Lord blessed my grades. I was intellectually and academically challenged. But when I gave my life totally to Christ, he gave me a new head and a new heart. A new head and a new heart. Miraculously, but he promised he would. And so, not the shape of the head, I've still got the old shape of the head, which is, which is funny uh, because it's a funny head. Anyway, but I digress. <laughs> Moving on. And so, at the end of uh, three years at Ag College, I graduated with second class honours. I graduated with five top uh, prizes, a beef cattle prize, agronomy prize, t- top practical ex- Uh, student etc and I'd gone from zero to hero in my own eyes not better than anybody else but better than me that's what God does for us he doesn't make you better than anybody else he makes you better than you and he made me better than me and and he gave me this this diploma and he gave me diploma in agriculture and this was going to be my ticket to a career to a lifestyle and to money, a good income. It's my ticket. And then, uh, so uh, the year after, we went to what's called the valedictory service, which is the graduation service uh, for Hawkesbury Agricultural College in Sydney. And I was ready to go and get my diploma. As a matter of fact, I think I'd gotten it. And we went to a church service afterwards, the, the, the um Evangelical Union of the students at Hawkesbury College had a little church close by. We went there. We had a service and the Holy Spirit said these words to me. Let me quote them to you because I've got them written down here. Just talk quietly among yourselves while I do this. John chapter 12, verse 24 to 26. I've quoted it already, but this is the other version of it. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. 
And as I got my diploma, and I thank God for the miraculous provision from darkness to light, from dumb to bright, and I've got this. And it's not mine, it's God's provision to me, God's gift to me, his showered favor on me. He's given this to me. And the Holy Spirit said, I want it. I want it. I want your diploma. And of course, I'm only a young guy. And, it, it, you know, you, you need to listen to me preach because I'm a great preacher, not because I know everything, but because in the beginning I knew nothing. Or what I did know was back the front and upside down. And I thought that when God said he wanted it, he wanted me to do this to it. Rip it up and throw it away. Because we think that when we let God in a little bit closer, he's going to mess it up. You're only laughing because you know it's true. You've thought that many times. Maybe even as late as last night. It's like, maybe not, a week ago. <laughs> but we do. We do. We go, but what if? What? Listen. Safety bell's a bit tighter. There's going to be a bit of turbulence right now. You know, this is your captain. We're going through an area of turbulence for the next five minutes. This is the challenge. What will it cost you to be a disciple? What will you miss out on? What are the things that you want to do that you think if you totally commit yourself to him, he might say, I don't want you to do that. And what... What will be the lack and the loss? And so that's what I thought. And his Holy Spirit said, no, I've got another one. No, he didn't say that. He said, but with the second example I have before me for those listening to the podcast, he said, no, I want you to hold it in open hands. I want you to use it sometimes and I want you to pick it up and I want you to put it down. Okay. I'll tell you when I want you to be in agriculture and I'll tell you when I want you to be doing something else. Trust me. Trust me on this. I'm going to shower you with favour. And so I got a job. I joined Ingham's uh, in their beef cattle unit. Uh, Ingham's Poultry had a beef cattle unit. Um, They had uh, uh, beef cattle feedlots and I'd studied beef cattle, won the beef cattle prize. And I joined Ingham's, and I think the week I joined them, the beef industry in Australia fell apart and collapsed, and I didn't cause it. This was one of the, one of the times it wasn't directly associated with me. I didn't cause it, and they said, we've got a job. How would you like to work in chickens? It's like, it's like beef cattle, chickens. Everybody said no, but the, like the Lord led me into that. And for 15 years, he just opened doors and just gave me favour. The first two years I was with Ingham's, I had four promotions in two years. I started as an assistant farm manager and ended up as an avian pathologist doing diagnostic work on chickens. I was the white-winged weekend warrior chicken man. And then I I joined a company as a a farm manager and I eventually went into sales and um, I, I want to say that God was leading me as a disciple and speaking to me as a disciple, but he was also speaking to me in other areas of my life. I'm not concentrating on that this morning, but I'm saying it is 
It is what God wants to do, but he doesn't want to, to lead and guide you outside, outside of the, the main intention for you to be his disciple. Hey, guess what? I was successful and I did this and did that and did something else, but I wasn't a disciple. Then you weren't successful. It, what you did and what you can do is, is good, but if at the end of the journey you did it without becoming his disciple, then what on earth was the use of that? What was the point? Now, for some of you, you weren't here last year when I underwent chemotherapy and there was this theoretically threat over my life, which is phenomenal. I, I recommend it to everybody, not that you'd get sick or anything like that, but at least you'd actually look at your life's journey and calculate if this takes me out in three weeks or three months or three years or if I live as long as my mother, I've only got 28 years left, if it takes me out in 20 years, what have I done in that 28 years? And if at the end of the 28 years I'm not his disciple, then I've missed the mark. Then I've missed the mark. But he does speak to you and he gave me some ideas in business. I put him into practice. Uh, I was working for a hatchery, a chicken hatchery. We were selling a, 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 new, a new breed of chicken to the poultry industry. Um, I would sell two. This is 1978. I was selling about $2 million worth of stock a year. I'd taken 66% of the market and I'd sold everything that the company could produce within two years. And it's because God gave me an idea. But he didn't just give me an idea because he wants to give you ideas. He gives you ideas because he wants you to serve him. And he wants you to be a blessing for the people you work for. Hey, Wayne, that's good for anybody in the audience that's working for you. That's, you know, you're going to pay me. I'm sponsored now by Sonia and Wayne because it's like we, we – is that a smile? Brock, I can see that. It's we, – we, God speaks to us so we can bring value to the people we work for. He does speak, but it's in the context in the context of us being a disciple. So in other words, we brought this new bird to the market. I said to my boss, it, it, it took a lot of working to, to breed it and raise it and, and the diet was different and the raising was different, but it just took the market by storm and we'd sold out in advance. Uh, for, for another two years. So I went to my boss and I said, I'm leaving. Catherine and I are going from Tamworth to Armadale to plant a church. And my boss said to me, you are not leaving. I said, I'm leaving to plant a church. He said, how are you going to support yourself? We're going to trust God. He said, you don't have to trust God. He didn't actually say that, but this is what he meant. He said, stay with me. I'll pay you a full salary. I'll give you a company car. <coughs> Excuse me. With all expenses paid, work two days a week, go and plant your church. Because God will shower you with blessing. Can somebody get me a drink of water, please? <coughs> Thank you. Got something in my throat. Maybe I'm getting all choked up because I remember the favour of God. Do you get choked up on the favour of God? I've got two of them. Thank you. Choked up on the favour of God. And so we planted this church and he paid for it all. 
And then I could go through that over and over and over and over and over and over again. So what happened was he said to me, give me your diploma. And guess what? He did more with that diploma for me than I could have done hanging on to it myself. And at the same time, 15 years in intensive animal production, whilst serving the Lord, whilst being a youth pastor, while being an active pastor and while planning a church, and the chickens funded it all by the grace of God and then led us off into other things. I would not have enjoyed my career and my lifestyle half as much if I'd done what I'd wanted to do. And I'm just putting it out there for you. Your best life is the one he's planned for you. Your best life. We're here, Pastor Andrew and myself and the rest of the team, we're here to inspire you to live your best life, which is to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Let me put some checklist, hearing checklists down here as I bring this to a close. Number one, are you listening? Keen to listen, hungry to hear. Let me give you one of the most challenging things ever said and the most simple response. Jesus said to his disciples, come, follow me. And they followed him. That voice of the Lord rests upon us this morning. He's saying to every single one of us, young or old, whoever we are, in this place, he's saying, come, follow me. And when you hear that, the fully hear that, the answer is, I will follow him. And then the secret bit at the end that I put in, and he will shower blessing on you. And he will shower it still resonates. Now you say to me, what does that look like, John? If I die to self and live for him, what does that look like? And my answer to you is, I don't know. And I'm not supposed to know. Only you will know when you come and follow him as a disciple. My son tells me I'm not allowed to sing when I preach. I don't know why. I've got an idea. <laughs> but he didn't say I couldn't dance or Di couldn't come up here and dance because she was dancing out the front there. But this is when I start to dance when I hear the words, come follow me, because I get so... It, to understand it, graphically, if you can remember Snoopy, the cartoon, when he's on top of the kennel and he's dancing, that is a guy dancing in the spirit right there. He is just let loose. This is what happens when you say to him, to the Lord, I'm going to follow you because he starts dancing as well. As a matter of fact, you know, there's a verse in the scriptures in the Greek New Testament that says that when Jesus heard that demons fled at the preaching of the disciples, it says that he, a galeasioed, danced for joy. But I'm not going to do it here. I'll leave that later on outside. 
for Di to do it if you want to see an interpretation, dance interpretation. Probably, and Dave will do the ribbon dance as well. I'm not too sure. Can't promise. Number one, are you listening? Keen to listen, hungry to hear. Number two, the main purpose to listen is to become a disciple. If somebody says, are you listening to the Lord? And you're not a disciple, it means you still haven't heard him. I'm listening to the Lord. Are you a disciple? Ah, oh, not really. I'm sort of, yeah, nah. If it's yeah, nah, it's probably nah, actually. It's like, bah, bah. nah. Press in until you say, I'm a disciple. Just say, Lord, I come and present myself to you. Matter of fact, interestingly, interestingly, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that when I finish in a minute. Point number three. Are you reading God's word? Are you listening to what he's already said? People say, oh, I can't hear God's voice, can't hear God's voice. Are you reading the word? Yeah, not really. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, no, nah. Aussie. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. It's like, how can you hear him if you're not listening to what he's already said? He's already said most of the things we need to, to know. By the way, let me get off the track. Sometimes we know in our knower. Have you got a knower? For example, the Apostle Paul says, For we know that all things work together for good. We know. You don't even have to believe some things. We just know that they're right. That's as you mature as a believer, you just know. As a matter of fact, <laughs> oh dear idea, it's up to me to tell you this, but we know when we're doing something wrong. It's like, how's it going? Yes, all right. Yeah, how's that working? Yes, good. No. Nah. <laughs> we know, and God wants us to know when it's right as well as we know when it's wrong. And sometimes you don't have to ask him to tell you, you know what he wants you to do. So stop procrastinating. Oh, by the way, you didn't announce the procrastination meeting, the church procrastination meeting, it's been put off for another week. <laughs> stop procrastinating and do what he's asked you to do. Point number four, do you know his voice? Do you know the tone of his voice? If you think he's always rousing at you, you haven't heard him yet. He's not like that. If you hear his voice, he's got a beautiful voice, but it takes a time to listen to it. And you can't hear the tone of his voice unless you trust him. Bring the tone of your voice to him. Lord, I don't even know if you know that I exist. Lord, do you understand how many doubts I have? Lord, I want to know that you're real. How do I start? Bring your tone to meet his tone, and when you learn to hear his voice, you're, he's got the sweetest voice and the gentlest commands, and he'll bring you through. His voice will resonate with your heart. I wonder, Tiana, I'm going to do a little bit of a thing here with Oster, because you're Auslan sign languaging. Do you have a tone of your sign language? A different I suppose you do. Interesting question. Yeah. 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 
you will hear the tone of his voice. And so will you. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Sign language. Boom. Okay, everybody. Boom. Point number five. Can you hear his still small voice? It's just, see, if you're busy and you've got distractions, you may miss. See, when Elijah ran away from Jezebel and she's hiding, he's hiding up in the cave, God speak to me, God speak to me. Thunderstorm, wind, can't hear God. Earthquake, God's not there. Fire, God's not there. Still small voice, still small voice. And he was speaking. Get rid of all the distractions. Develop a quiet spirit. You will not hear him if you're anxious. You'll not hear him if you doubt. You'll not hear him if you're you're agitated. Never make a decision, good or bad, based on an emotional high or an emotional low. Did your parents teach you that? Never make, don't, don't buy anything if you're high or low emotionally. And it's the same, cultivate a quiet spirit. Is there, this is something happening here between father and son that he doesn't know about, but he does. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. At the altar call. How would you like me to give you a prophetic word today? How would you like me to prophesy over every single person? And the answer is, I've prepared it already. This is as I finish. This is Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20 to 21. And see whether you resonate with this. Is it up there behind me yet? It is. See the AV team nodding. Even though the Lord may allow you to go through a season of hardship and difficulty. Who am I speaking to? (laughs) Every hand and heart in the building. Even though the Lord may allow you to go through a season of hardship. Doesn't sound like doesn't sound like showered with favour there, does it? Maybe it is, maybe it is. He himself, he himself will be there with you. He will not hide himself from you for your eyes will constantly see him as your teacher. And when you turn to the right or turn to the left, you will hear his voice behind you to guide you saying, this is the right path. Walk in it. I tell you what, if you want me to list all the ways that God showers his blessing on us, one of the ones is that he's with you, no matter where you are. For 50 years, 50 years, the Lord Jesus Christ has led and guided Catherine and I. Not the way I originally planned. Not the way I got upset with and said, let me control this. Thank God he didn't. And he's going to do the same to you. If you've never started that journey, you can do it today. I'd like you to bow your head and close your eyes.
And I'm just going to give you the same opportunity that I'd been given many, many times before and is common in the dealings of God. If the Lord has spoken to you today and he's called you with the words, come follow me, would you put your hand up and say, Pastor John, I want to start this. I want to start the journey today. I just take, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to look at me for a minute. Let me tell you how God has showered us with favor today. People have responded. That's a miracle. Because this is not the work of men or women. This is the work of the Spirit of God. And this doesn't just affect your morning. This affects your destiny and your eternity. And He sees what's in your heart. And He responds to you. And He will be faithful. Hey, this is not my promise to you. This is His promise to us. His promise to us. He will take you and He'll lead and guide you. Now, look at me again. Look at me again. Brothers and sisters in Christ, He's calling us to be disciples together in community. Let's do it with all our hearts. Let's take His Word to heart. Let's listen to what He says. If He says, love one another. By the way, my Bible reading this morning that came on you version said something along the lines of bear with one another's shortcomings. Who does that? Disciples do that unto Him. Would you stand with me for a minute? I'm going to close. I'm going to close the service and open the altar. Been great to be here this morning, Father. We pray. We pray for Andrew ministering on the south side. Bless that church that's been a blessing to us. We pray. Uh, bless Andrew and Beck and the children as they journey over there, and for this congregation, release them in the power of God to serve you with distinction and bring fame to your name. In Jesus' name, we pray. The altar's open. There's some people I'd like to pray for. If you'd like to come, uh, there is a team of people going to serve you some food and beverage. And there's great fellowship to have. And if you can see someone uh, that you've never met before, make a beeline for them without embarrassing them like I would normally do. Go and say, hi, my name is John. Uh, don't say it if it's not your name, but introduce yourself and uh, look after them. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.